When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. You're saying, unless it's filmed, unless that date produces a big show, you are now saying, I don't want 10, 10, 20. No, that's not true. Okay, let's just break the fourth wall all the way down. Hey, Brendan. Hey, Dan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2020. Everything's different now, right? I know. Also including the fact that I put an iced coffee in the freezer before we started recording, and now it's just a block of ice. Wow, your mind. <laughs> I know. I'm going to wait till it melts so I can sip while we talk. I know, and then, like, are you just going to be awake until <clears throat> 3 a.m. now? Yeah, why not? What else is new? Last night, going into work, like, first day into work, I was up till 2 a.m. on TikTok. I got the little guy... <laughs> The guy who tells you to get off TikTok, I got him two separate times. That's so bad. That's so bad. I know. Well, um, we wanted the first, as to kick off 2021, point you in the direction of the first ever Come Through Queen listener survey. We want to get your opinion on the show and how to make it better. So we'll post links to it on comethroughqueen.com and like mention it on our social channels. So check that out. Are we um, calling it? That's my opinion. That's my opinion. That's a that's a good um, way to pr- promote it, Brendan. 
You're welcome. Yeah. So without much news getting going on right now, why don't we jump right into the Drag Race premiere? Yes, the premiere of season 13. My favorite number, Taylor Swift's favorite number. Wow. My prediction didn't come true. What was your prediction, Taylor Swift? My prediction was lucky number season 13 was going to get Taylor Swift in the first episode, much like we've had a pop queen in the first episode in the past several years. But they're not doing guest judges. They're doing guest appearances this year. So we'll see. What is that going to entail? Like just like phoning in like like Alex Trebek did that one time? They haven't been clear, but I think maybe, but like ScarJo's going to be in it. And then Anne Hathaway. Did I miss this announcement? Yeah, you did. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Um, We did get ahead of the premiere, the announcement that this, there was going to be like six lip syncs for your life. And there was really no explanation as to what that meant or anything. And we walk away from this very first episode still not knowing what it means. And honestly, this first episode, not my favorite Drag Race premiere. Definitely not my favorite Drag Race premiere. It's like they keep trying to mix it up. Like when they have like the double premieres Mm -hmm. a few times. I'm like, I never like those as much as just a regular premiere. Yeah, in season six, they had the double premieres where they split up the casts, which I didn't mind as much as I minded this, because at least we got like six girls at the very beginning getting tabled to like hang out and like enter the workroom together, which like the queens all being together in one space was the part I missed the most in season 13. For sure. Um, But also with this, I just like tell us what the what the gag is. Like, why are we waiting another week to figure it out? I think the gag is, like, they might have to compete as teams for a couple weeks after this. Like, the girls who won the lip syncs versus the girls who lost the lip syncs. Oh, if it lasts for a couple weeks, that is something interesting. But, like, what what's the big secret? Just tell us. I know. Well, they're sitting on a secret, as they like to do. <laughs> I mean, I've my brain only thought, like, oh, like, they're going to compete against each other next week. But if it's for several weeks, that's kind of like survivory. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, in this COVID world, just give us the blanket that we know, you know? Yeah. Um, it was interesting that of the six songs, like, these were, like, pretty heavy hitter songs. Like, we were spending mm-hmm. a lot of money on music budget for this one episode. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the highest rated, highest rated episode of Drag Race ever, I read. Oh. I mean, I would imagine the fact, and this I would have helped last year too, but like before people would go watch it in a bar, so that would hurt ratings. Right. Yeah. Like you have everyone who's at the bar, conceivably at home, if they're not at Puerto Vallarta, um, watching the show. In theory, I wonder if they did a viewing party in Puerto Vallarta <laughs> with the gays against COVID against COVID. The gays against gays against COVID. Hosted by Trini the Tuck. <laughs> I'm just so lost on that conversation. It's like I see that conversation happening and I at first it was like interesting that I'm like it's gone in too many iterations with two different too many different opinions. I'm logging off. Yeah, what you're describing is like that gif of Grandpa Simpson like walking into the bar and like mm-hmm. taking his jacket off and then like putting it back on and walking back out. Yep. I'm, I'm logging off immediately and going back on TikTok where none of that is happening. Yeah. Um, okay. 
who are your standout girls? Okay. Let me wrap my head around it. Okay, so first of all, I'm thinking, and I, when we first got the first preview, I was going to say maybe not, even though I've seen her live, but after seeing everything, we got to give it up for Candy Muse. I mean, the first one in, and like, it's it's obvious why they put her in first. Mm-hmm. And then my other two, I mean... Simone is the name on everyone's lips. Truly. Um, stellar first episode. And then my third is Got Mick, I think. I, I think we're like completely on the same page. Wow, for once in our lives. Usually, usually you have something, someone really trolly that you're rooting for in Drag Race. Like, historically. Like Calorie Kardashian. Um, would, the, would there even be like a trolly pick this season, though? Like, who is trolly? <laughs> I don't know. I think like because every- you don't get we didn't get to see them all interacting in the same room where they give someone like the funny edit while coming into the room. Yeah. Huh. I'm trying to think like who. Like Elliot with two T's like would maybe be a little trolly, but not really. I don't know. Wait till she meets Magenta with a J. Um, oh, my God. That's going to be a, a showdown. Um Okay, I some some of the other girls I want to mention. I did enjoy Kamora Hall. Mm-hmm. I thought she's fun. Like I like the whole Tina Burner conversation. There's like so much going on there. There is there's like a conversation that's happening. I feel like murmurs around. You know. Okay. Like, I feel like I heard people subtweeting her saying that she's like maybe like sketchy or weird or something like that. Okay. Huh. So we'll see. Also, like, I didn't really register that she was supposed to be a firefighter when she came in. I was like, oh, Ronald McDonald. Yeah, I definitely see a little Ronald McDonald. And I think someone pointed out her, the the Tina Burner confessional look is like a slight homage to Misty from Pokemon. Oh, I hate that for us. Yeah. Um, Tamisha Amon, who I'm excited to see mainly because I feel like when some of these older Queens who are like way established, whenever they come to drag race, they never get the credit or the do. Mm -hmm. So I want to see her shine. Yeah. Especially, like, I mean, that story of, like, how she was supposed to be on last season was really sad. And you know who, whose spot, who, who took her spot, rather? Who? Rumor has it, it was Jada. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, because there's a moment, I think, in the finale that someone posted online where it's, like, Jada reacting, and she was like, oh, I wasn't even supposed to be here, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's amazing, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I like the I feel like the it's a fun group of girls. I'm curious to see like how we make it through this season given that I'm sure there were some limitations on like what they could do especially without guests and stuff. Mm-hmm. I did love like Untucked sucked just cuz like what are we talking about? Like we don't even know each other and there was nothing to like they weren't all experiencing something together other than just being on the show. 
I know. You know what I recently rewatched when Gaga went to Untucked and gave <gasps> every single person notes? Oh my god, with her like little note taker drag that she was doing. I know. I had forgotten Shay Coulee's take on Gaga and how it just like wasn't great. Oh, what did Shay say? No, not her like not her take as far as like what she thinks of Gaga, like her Gaga look. Oh, what was it? It was like it was like a born this way ball homage, but it wasn't like it wasn't done in kind of a replicative way. It just was like, I don't know. Go back and look. You'll see. Yeah. I mean, I what I did like was getting a peek behind the camera of like the covid protocols in place. God, you love that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do <laughs> like like with this show, I would imagine like it's a little easier to like be careful with it, like at least for the cast, because like they're staying in a hotel together. Right. But does the does the crew go home? That's that's the gag. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I would think they do go home. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> These are some times we're living in. Huh? <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I swear you're going to die before the end of this with all of you. Like your brain is going to like work a little too hard that it explodes thinking about all these COVID protocols. Wow. 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 Um, I think that's the perfect transition for us to switch over to the COVID protocols of Orange County where we're like truly in the thick of it. We really, really are. Oh my God. And we're like in the woods too. We're in the woods and it's making more and more sense why we have spent so much time in these woods because mm-hmm. I pulled up on Wikipedia, like, I was like, oh, I wonder where we're at right now. And we have two more regular season episodes left. <laughs> this true flop of a season. This is the shortest season since season six, which is which aired in 2011. How many episodes total? Um, was season six? This season, well, this season or season six. Oh, uh, I mean, this season, I don't see. It's unclear how many um, episodes the reunion is going to be. But like if we're only doing. uh, So, okay, The reunion will be episode 15. Okay, so we could get up to 17. I can't imagine having a three part reunion on 14 episodes. The thing is, it's like even at. 15 episodes it feels so short because nothing's going on whereas like there's been shorter seasons of better shows that feel like things are going on like i just finished a ladies of london rewatch and each of those seasons have like 10 episodes but so much happens yeah yeah for sure um yeah so we're in the woods like we're picking up with elizabeth vargas's panic attack Mm -hmm. which bronwyn talks her through She's like, what's, what do you see? Name four things you see. Is Bronwyn like, has she been trained how to (laughs) do this? Trained? I don't know. It felt like she like knew what she was doing. I know. Um, we spent like a lot of this episode talking it out with Elizabeth Vargas. Cause like she talks to Bronwyn about it. And then like when they're all fishing on the pier, Elizabeth tells the rest of the women yeah, speaking of, they're, they're fishing in, like, the muddiest water I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and catch, like, a little goldfish and throw it I back. know. <laughs> and then, like, Gina's the fish whisperer. Like. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, she tells them about like the sexual abuse trauma she experienced as a child and mm-hmm. how it getting revealed is what caused her family to kind of get run out of the cult. Right. Yeah. It's just, she has this whole storyline about a cult that like, I feel like we should be diving deeper into, but I, we're, it's all still kind of unclear to me. Oh my God. It's all still kind of unclear to me as at the same time, you know? Yeah. But like, I don't think I want to dive in deeper. Right. Yeah. Because it's like a, it sounds like it's a lot. There's that as well. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, back at the ranch, we have an then officially catching COVID. Yeah. And just like not handling it well. I mean, what? <laughs> it's so funny. Like Shannon and John, that's his name, right? Filming that scene together. Mm-hmm. That's like clearly like she had to set up the iPhone and then they show us her like going up to take the iPhone down to stop the filming of it. I know. And they keep on her and him keep on having conversations where they are basically cheek to cheek being like, well, what if I'm infecting you right now? It's like, go sit in another room, bitch. Yeah. I mean, I think they went in with the assumption that she was not infected. And I also think like if you're under the same roof, like you're you're kind of under the expectation that you're probably going to be infected. I know, but like the, I just feel like I saw them have the conversation twice where it's like after the first time, maybe go like separate your quarters a little bit. Yeah. I can't really like wrap my head around. Like there seems to be like the girls on the trip seem to be talking about Shannon's relationship and like how it might be, in trouble. Yeah. They're not, they might not be in a good place. And wasn't there a moment where Shannon talked about like John leaving and then coming back is, are they still together in present day? I think so. Okay. Um, I did love her getting home and screaming at the girl. <laughs> good. It's what the girls deserve. <laughs> They're just like having the time of their life. Like, <laughs> I mean, more people need to be screaming at each other about this, I think. <laughs> yes, more screaming. Uh, over at the Simpsons uh, residence, we have Shane coming home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And what's what stuck out to me was Emily saying how, like, this made her appreciate Shane more because she can't imagine having to raise the kids by herself. And Alex and I like turned to each other. It's like, she doesn't appreciate Shane more because he could have died and she wouldn't right. have him anymore. <laughs> like she only views it in the context of the kids and not like him himself. <laughs> it's also weird because like, from what we've seen in previous season, she has done a lot of raising those kids herself. Remember yeah. when he went to go, he had to go study for the bars, so he had to go get a hotel for like yes, a week? Yes, yes, Um, Yeah, even though like the facade of like, oh, we're better-ish is being presented to us, like it still doesn't seem great for the long term. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. And then we have, like, we're leaving Arrowhead and Bronwyn's coming home. Oh, and, like, she reveals to the girls about Sherry. Yeah, her best friend, who She's, like, she calls her her wife because they're, like, quarantining together. Or they're <laughs> in each other's pod or something like that. I, the way that... It reminded me of that video. Oh, my God, I can't remember. I think his name is, like, Ben something, where he's, like, oh, yeah, like, five of my friends were, like, quarantining together for the afternoon and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Right. The the way people on these shows especially view how they are taking this and how like they themselves view themselves as taking it really seriously as they're on vacation with like four other people they haven't been with the entire time and like all these other things is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I, I, I just like I feel like Bronwyn is getting like dragged through the mud right now with like she she and like sean are posting like instagram stories together being like oh like what's going on with us like i don't know it's weird i think that i think it's they have the post too much syndrome and it's getting them in trouble and but it's like creating more stories and more press for them so yeah i guess this is like their intention but the latest is that she posted a response to an instagram question that was like would you be sad or angry or mad if like Sean went and got a girlfriend and she's like, I don't know how I would feel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And people are like, you have a girlfriend. (laughs) Like it doesn't really make too much sense here. Yeah. 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 No, it is interesting. I, that's like a conversation. I'm curious to see like how that is discussed at the reunion. Right. Oh my God. The reunion. That's going to be hell. Yeah. I feel like we haven't even gotten like a peep as to what went down at the reunion. Either do I, but I know it must be everyone versus Bronwyn by the way everyone's acting on uh social. Yeah. 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 That's Orange County. That is Orange County. It's like, I felt like this past episode was kind of like drudgery. Yeah. But. Some parts are interesting. Don't worry, you only have a few episodes left. (laughs) We only have to make it through a few more, and then we'll see. A lot of people are thinking it's going to get canceled. I don't think it's going to get canceled. Um, I don't know. Especially with, there's that buzz uh, of Adriana DeMora saying, like, watch what happens in 2021 and stuff. So you think Miami might replace... Not replace, and like I think there was for a long time talk about Miami going to Peacock or something, but mm-hmm. I mean, if Miami do- does come back, like that's just another show now for us to like have. Plus Salt mm-hmm. Lake City, and now we have like Potomac and Dallas. At, w- at what point does like a show get canceled? I know. If if OC goes away and Miami comes back. How hard do you think Bronwyn is going to try to move back to Miami? Oh my god! I mean, like seriously, Bronwyn could be cast on any of the shows because of the Bronwyn. She's world, just a the world, she's a world traveler. <laughs> like, where uh, has she not lived? She remember when she revealed that she lived in DC and like we never even knew that. It's like oh, you could have been on DC as well. Yeah, she could have been on DC. She could have been on Potomac. Like wow. Okay. Um, 
let's head on over to Salt Lake City, where Bronwyn did stop at one point during the world tour, uh, visiting Heather Gay. Um, this was a, a an episode of Salt Lake City that where like not a lot happened, but at the same time, I'm glad it happened because it's like more time of the women and the husbands being in the same room. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think like we need an episode with, we're like gearing up to go to Las Vegas, I think. Yes. And that has me wondering, um, cause like this episode, Mary only had like a, a scene of like telling her son to stop buying stuff on her credit card. Like is Mary mm-hmm. going to Las Vegas? I don't know. The rumor, the word on the street is that Mary didn't film as long as the other women. So she might not be going on the trip. Yeah. And like, I, I think, um, like Andy referenced the fact that like Salt Lake City is like wrapping up maybe. Right. And also like, she's a pastor. She might not want to go to the city of sin. Mm, Sin city. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sin city. Is that what it's called? I think so. Okay. Um, a lot of the focus of the season has been Whitney and her dad, and she has to respond to the SOS call, go to mediation about her dad wanting to leave the sober living facility. Mm-hmm. Which she had revealed last week at the trampoline park. Yeah. Um, the story she tells of the itemized bill of raising Whitney and therefore she must pay for rehab, I almost fell on the floor. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I'd be like, at what point was I at the negotiation table of like deciding the terms of my rearing? I mean, some people, like some people's brains, like what are they thinking? <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, like, it seems to all be focused on the fact that, like, he was getting a roommate and he wasn't, that's not what he signed up for. Right. Which, like, I think when you go to a facility like that, like, oftentimes you don't really have a choice, right? But yeah. um, Okay. One thing that really stuck with me this episode is, like, okay, I don't know what episode number this is, but in my brain it's like, okay, the Marxes are like, this is the episode where we have a breakthrough and decide we're going to work through things. <laughs> like, like every episode has had like a different point in their journey of their relationship. And you think this is all planned out by Brooks? Probably <laughs> Brooks help. Brooks was like at the, had a seat at the table of like, okay, family, this is what we're doing. This is our story to tell. Well, he's like, mom and dad are going to kiss. Then I'm going to ask, add, Add, oh my god, act disgusted yeah. and walk out of the room. <sighs> I mean, he's not being a good scene partner. He's supposed to be like yes anding them rather than like telling them to stop. Well, this is like his a yes and because he needs to get out of the way so they can smooch more maybe. Yeah, okay, okay. That's his version of yes and. Um, has there been like a as big a turnaround on a character on Real Housewives as quickly as people went from loving Brooks Marks to hating him. Yeah. Uh, I I wonder, what, will he be at the reunion? I wonder, maybe. Because, like, they've 
Andy has like said, like, give me questions for the wives and the husbands, but no mention of Brooks. They haven't filmed yet, have they? I don't think so. We need to keep our eye on Andy Cohen. And Someone have a tracker on him? Children have been at the reunion. We've had Lauren Manzo. We've had uh, Brianna mm-hmm. Gumvelson. Yeah, but we haven't in a little bit. And the 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 Brianna Gumvelson was during the Brooks era. Yeah, I mean that was like five years ago. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, like I could see it. Him versus Jen Shaw will be, it's like, which one are you rooting for less? I mean, but but that's the thing, is like this season has, ha- like most of the conflict is within their own families and less with mm-hmm. the women. So like, yeah, bring Brooks out to like have a conversation with Jen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Um. So we have a couple's snowball snowmobiling moment which like is set up to make us feel bad at first for heather gay but Mm -hmm. she ends up to be the only one who like knows what she's doing and is not crashing down and she's like having a fun time singing to herself she's the like athlete like the snow athlete of these women she knows the snow more than the rest of them i feel like yeah uh and then we also have what I brought up earlier, which was like the get together at the Shaw Chalet. Mm-hmm. What did you make of all this? It's nice to see the men in the mix, you know, and that also feels different than a lot of the other series where we don't necessarily see like them all interacting as like couples and with the men, you yeah. know, it felt a little Jersey ish. Yeah, Exactly. Um, Jen Shaw's husband kind of has um, Chris Lorita vibes. Oh, really? Energy. Okay. Maybe. Um, like, protective in a way over his wife, who's kind of like cuckoo. I mean, not that we ever knew the full story on the Loritas, but I feel like we really don't know the full story on the Shaws. Oh my God, I just had the thought. But you know where the Loritas live? In Vegas. Vegas. Salt Lake City should have visited them when they went to Vegas. Visited the Loritas? Yeah. <laughs> a crossover. That would have been such a strange <laughs> way for Jacqueline to pop back into our lives. <laughs> I would love to see it, <laughs> to be honest. I feel like there has been a talk of, like, someone getting a black eye in Salt Lake City. That is what they say, and the rumors are it's Meredith. <gasps> from from Jen Shaw? I don't know. But there's like a video of like where somebody said you can see that Meredith has a black eye. I couldn't really see it. She's like kind of walking away up some stairs. Wow. I hope not. I hope I mean like, but it's strange that this is going to occur and like Bravo's not talking about it. Previewing it? Hmm. Who knows? I mean, like, production for Salt Lake City was very much more under wraps than, like, an already established show because nobody knew. Like, if people in Vegas saw that the show was filming, they don't know what's filming. Sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, in the hot tub, like, Jen Shaw is trying to get stuff out of Meredith, which is why I assumed, mm-hmm. like, 
an altercation between anyone between the two of them. Yeah. Since Jen's kind of like shit stirring a little bit. We're in a hot tub so much on this show. It feels like we're in summer house. Yeah. Um, I also feel like we're finally seeing more of Lisa Barlow. Mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoy her presence. I just like her voice. I like the energy she brings. <laughs> she scares the shit out of me, but I would be sad to see her go. Like her giving a confessional while staring at her, her, her phone the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty iconic. I know. Anything else about Salt Lake City? Just like, I think that Heather Gay is like the first housewife in a while that you can actually root for in a way that I feel safe to root for her. You gotta, you, know? be, you gotta be careful. I know. And we never go fully in, but she feels like the first one in a while where it's a little more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, like you're lightly standing Gina Kirschneider at this point. Yeah, it's so a, it's a gentle, cause I just need to like, it's hard to watch a show and like not root for anyone at all. So like, I'm trying to find who seems to be the most normal, maybe good person on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's Gina Kirschneider in OC right now. God bless. Sadly. <laughs> okay. Let's head on over to Atlanta. I just feel like we're treading similar waters as we have in the past. In what way? Don't you? Just like Kenya being the outcast. Yeah. That's later in the episode, but. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that much at all. And like at times I'm like, like, is Kenya like bogging us down a little bit? Cause like, she's just so polarizing, but her. But then earlier in the episode, her and Cynthia and Mallory. Yeah. Kenya yelling at Cynthia was a highlight for me. And fully tearing down that, uh, fourth wall was beautiful so so good like yelling at cynthia that she is only carrying on about this wedding because she wants to film it for tv which is true (laughs) yes i mean hello this is the same cynthia who later in the episode was pouring herself one of her c grams cynthia drinks (laughs) I, i but like what's funny is that like Cynthia and Kenya are friends, but Kenya lets Cynthia have it pretty regularly, I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why does Cynthia keep coming back for more? I Maybe she likes it. I guess in a way, like, Nini would let her have it, too. Yeah, I mean, Cynthia's always kind of the sidekick to the, like, more polarizing, more, like, whatever star. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. And I mean, like, Cynthia and Portia are friends, but they're not like, Portia's already got, like, so many people on her side. Yeah. And then, like, if you go be, like, cozy up to Candy, you get, like, her just responding to you every once in a while and saying, that's crazy. (laughs) I mean, Candy, Candy did have a good confessional moment when she talked about, like, the history of, Kenya not holding it in at events. Mm-hmm. And she also was really good talking about 
like drawing the line between Latoya and Kenya and how they yeah. are the same person. Yeah. Before we get to the Portia party, let's have a party with Portia, Tanya, and Marlo. Let's let's have one. I mean, like Portia and Tanya running around together is the highlight for me, like this weekend last week. Yeah, but Okay. Are you gonna I be a like... voice for the Tanya haters on this podcast? No, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that, but I I feel like Tanya is leaning in in the wrong direction as far as like she's leaning into what people don't like about her instead of like like what leaning I don't she's just being like too corny I don't know is that what too corny yeah yeah I like the corn give me that corn in the cob baby I like it too, but like she's doing it even more this year. It's like revved. It's like she's been waiting because she hasn't been filming, and then like she's been collecting corn, like like cans of corn, harvesting. And the now corn. she's just now she's carrying carrying Bushels. all those cans out onto the screen. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. I don't like. What is it about me? Why do I love her so much? Is it because I'm corny as well? I like. I see myself yeah. in her. Uh, maybe. I mean, like, I don't dislike her like a lot of people do, but I, I can see she's leaning into what people have previously hated about her in the past, which I feel like is an interesting choice yeah. if you, like, want to, if you're gunning for a peach, you know? Okay. Um, I And then, like, with them and just, like, meeting up with Marlo, n- neither of them are wearing masks when they had to get out of the car. Atlanta's so reliant on these fucking face shields. I'm like... Oh, my God. Come- the face shields make me want to like rip my the skin off my face, and like it's because it's like they have the face shields on, but they're like halfway up, so their mouth oh. is the first thing to be exposed. Yeah, yeah, and like, honey, I, where do you think the COVID goes in and out? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the that's like I if we can just like lay it out on the table, like okay, like we are all being tested so that we can film together. And that's why, like, we're not wearing the masks. Instead of, like, sometimes having a shield, like, having the shield half up your face, like, get the fu- get the shield off the fucking screen. Like, I don't, like, it's not, like, fun or funny to me, the shields. Like, I think they thought it was going to be, like, so funny, the shields, maybe? I don't know. Or are we, like, um, wearing them seriously? I don't know, but, like, is the therapist tested who comes over? Is the mom who's sitting there in Drew's house tested when, like... There's so many people involved that, like, how are they actually doing this? But, like, if they addressed it, that would be good. That's what they did in Dallas. But yeah, only, like, four people are watching Dallas, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing with this, with Atlanta right now, is that it's also, like, America's Next Top Peach. Like, we have six people vying for the sixth peach and, like, no one actually even mm-hmm. getting it. So, like... It'd be one thing if, like, the like, are these people getting paid? Like, what, like, what is going on? I know. Is that peach being sanitized as you pass it from person to person? Um, and just like before we get to the thick of it, and like Portia and the and the party celebrating her activism, why does Drew Sedora have a peach? <laughs> Drew's on a different show than these women. And it's the most depressing show I've ever watched in my life. Like I want to see these therapy scenes from like a couple that I known for like Mario and Ramona, like, like I'm yeah. meeting you and we're going to therapy together. 
And we're meeting a brand new therapist. It's like <laughs> this woman doesn't even know them either. So it's like we're not we're at the we're at step one with this couple who it's not going well. Drew has filmed two seconds with the other women. That one party where they made fun of her. Yeah. Like she Drew was on Watch Rebels Live this past Sunday, and that's all there was to really talk about mm-hmm. with regards to the show, other than her relationship. I I don't know what she's doing here. Um I still think maybe she came on the show in order to like split off, but then it still doesn't make sense to me because like we said before, she has like an acting career. And wasn't it reported by Peach Report Daily that whoever runs that account was surprised that Drew got the peach and Latoya did not get the peach? I believe it was. Um, that is the best account on uh, Twitter.com. If Go follow it if you don't already. Yeah. Um, I just wonder, like, for, the, for all these women who are, like, we got Marlo, Latoya, Tanya, Lauren, Mallory, mm-hmm. uh, Fallon. Mm-hmm. So many people. Like, are, are we getting paid? Like, what's going on here? I think, like, people like Lauren and Mallory are getting a smaller fee. Yeah. Um, For, like, a few scenes. Uh, Marlo, I think, is getting her big sum that she's been getting. Okay. And then I think Tanya is probably getting something closer to what she got last year, potentially. Yeah. Um, And then I would say the other two must be getting something. Yeah. They got to be getting something more than the sisters. Maybe not Fallon, but Latoya definitely does. Yeah. Like if Latoya was supposed to get a peach, I would imagine she's going to go on this um, bachelorette party trip. I think so. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, we always have so many different like side players on Atlanta. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see a sell sheet on how much each has made every year. Okay. So when Kenya goes to lunch with Candy is when we're talking about planning the surprise Mm -hmm. engagement party, which like as the details come out, like it's not real. Like Cynthia knows this event is happening and is told to wear white. Like, in front of all the other women who are told to wear white. Right. I mean, there just must be some aspects that are a surprise. And then also it's like, I don't know. I don't know how Kenya's brain works, but then she has to rope Candy in because most people don't like Kenya and they won't come <laughs> if they're invited by her. But like, okay, so at this lunch is when Kenya makes the choice to question Portia's activism and the intentions and everything, which is like, Kenya. It's just like, this is such a messy storyline. Like it's like, it's inarguable how Portia is bringing attention to the cause. And like Kenya saying like, Oh, like, isn't it convenient how like, she's always getting arrested on camera. It's like, that's the point, Yolanda. Like that's the point, Yolanda. Like, Portia wants people to know this is happening, that people are getting arrested while protesting, and, like, mm-hmm. what the circumstances of the protest are and why they are getting arrested for it. 
Yeah, I, I didn't I couldn't really understand where Kenya was coming from here. And this was the instance where she talked about like she tried to get in the blow with the mask as well, which like. Yeah, people should yeah. be wearing masks while protesting, and I think for the most part they were. Yeah. It's interesting that she's then upset when she gets disinvited to the Porsche celebration party. Yeah, disinvited to the party that she was not directly invited to to begin with. Yeah. Uh, but she sends, like, a present for Pilar to the party. It's just interesting. Like, as far as power dynamics go on this show, it's interesting to know that Lauren texted Cynthia and said Kenya is not invited to this thing that's being filmed for the show that yeah. I'm only a part-time player on. It's just like the dynamics are fascinating. I know it's like they're also yeah. she's also like really hosting the party, so Yeah. Like it's it's, interesting. A, it's like at Portia's house, so like Right. She would have a say on who can come to her house. Right, but it was more interesting that like the producers who were working with Kenya did not know or they claimed oh, to not know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was interesting. Like Kenya being like, "Well, I want my like hair and makeup paid for." <laughs> mhm. Good. Um but the party itself was actually like re- like Portia's reaction was so cute mm-hmm. and like was very emotional to watch. Were you um clocking the photos used in the timestamps? Oh, for sure. Yeah. The New York Times photo that was used. Yeah, several like all of the photos from the mm-hmm. New York Times piece. I knew you'd do it. It was like what, August 10th, which adds just another interesting part to our timeline. Yeah. I mean, we're like zooming, we're zooming through and like, didn't the trailer for the season come out in like October or something? I think so. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I, I still like don't get the thought process behind that of like releasing the, like I, like I know Atlanta runs long typically, Mm -hmm. but like in these uncertain times of like what where are we going to land out with the season and like what's going to happen like i'm i was just surprised by the confidence to like drop the trailer with so much filming ahead of them i think maybe it's like to keep the audience because like think of what was ahead it was this lackluster season of oc yeah sure a brand new series which was salt lake city you never know how that was gonna suss out yeah and then dallas dallas which dallas like had a weird premiere anyways because they like did a preview of quote-unquote preview of it on (laughs) new year's eve yeah um the last thing about atlanta was the dynamics of that party were interesting and pointed out how like cynthia could be these women's mother (laughs) oh my god i know which like i feel like this is something we notice more on roni Mm-hmm. With like a Jules and a Leah versus like a Ramona. Well, because like Cynthia is looks, ageless. Yeah, it looks like she's 30. Right. Um but like Latoya like me- meeting Fallon and immediately going for it. I mean, it's what we like on these shows, don't we? <laughs> I mean, she's just like truly 
the Kenya Moore protege. Right. And it's like, if she wanted to stand out, she had to bring it. It's just with these shows, it's also like a balance of when and where you bring it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like very much veering into the uh, Delta work. Pick me, pick me. Territory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To the producers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I think that's pretty much it for Atlanta. Yeah, let's move on over to Dallas, I guess. Yeah, which, (laughs) like, I I feel like it was the day of where I learned that it was airing that night. (laughs) It's just, I don't understand why. I guess they were like, people are going to be home. Let's, like, test something. Yeah. Um, and I was like, after last season, I was definitely not looking forward to the season of Dallas, but I gotta say, we loudly stand Dr. Tiffany Moon. Are we allowed to say loudly? Yeah, why not? It's not, it's not a carefully or a, I feel like pretty safe loudly standing her. Yeah. I mean, she was what the doctor who is herself ordered for this show. <laughs> um, it's just, she changes the dynamic in like such an interesting way. She has money. She's self-made. It's like, it's real money. Cause she's a doctor. There's just like so much, there's just so much to it. I know it just with a group of women who we were not excited to see again for them to add her, I think was a great choice. But at the same time, like, such a shitty thing for her to have to go through. Like, right. coming onto the show to have to, like, fight this battle. Right. She's coming off the show fresh off of Brandy's racist incident on Snapchat. Or was it Snapchat or Instagram stories where Brandy stories. posted something super racist about Asian people? Um, that came out after the reunion last season was filmed. So we had we hadn't confronted it on camera like we confronted Leanne's racism. Yeah. And then they hired like an Asian woman who now has to talk through this issue on camera multiple times in the premiere. Yeah. The first time that she had to talk it through with Deandra and Mama D where Deandra was like, Defending Brandy in a way that I didn't think was appropriate. It was so bad. Yeah. Like, like telling the Asian woman how Brandy's comments or joke or whatever it was is not racist is like a truly bold choice on Deandra's part. In the way she worded it, she said, Brandy's a Christian, so I know she's not racist. It's like, yeah. Look at the history of this country and Christianity um, in the, and people who identify as Christian in this country. And please <laughs> tell me again, Miss George W. Bush staffer. Yeah, I would like and then it was like Mama D and Deandra kind of teaming up on this crusade to convince Dr. Moon, who like we are explained is brought on by Mama D because she met her. At the hospital. <laughs> like, her and Mama D have some sort of relationship that seems to be pretty we are rich people surface level. We like to hang out and, like, probably sure. get drinks and have dinner kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah. Because from what we've seen from Tiffany Moon, 
they stand in two separate worlds as far as like what I've seen on social from Tiffany and on the show. So it's just mm-hmm. the kind of thing it's like rich people can put certain things aside when they're hanging out with other rich people. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like in present day with the social media rollout of the season that Deandra and Tiffany Moon are like the allies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was also kind of like the right choice to lead off this episode with Cameron Westcott. Yeah. Like the least offensive. Not, not least offensive. Like. (sighs) She is like a golden retriever who, who took human form trying to figure out life as a human on this planet. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's like it is kind of like the legally blonde character brought to life to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was interesting with like the dog and like the story of Louie. Oh yeah, Louie died. Cameron, no, Court killed killed Louie. Louis. Oh my god! And then this like now, training regimen for this dog where you can't greet the dog like a normal dog <laughs> at the front door. No, you're not supposed to excite them. What all everything I know about like coming home to see a dog is like, hey, puppy, 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 puppy. No, that's not that's like not what you're supposed to do. That dog trainer. I don't know. I I bet you anything that dog trainer was in Puerto Vallarta this past week. Oh, my God. (laughs) Gaze over COVID. Please let us know. Was he there? (laughs) Um. Okay, yeah, so we start with her. I want to point out, I feel like we got very little Carrie Brittingham this first episode. I agree, which is going to be interesting because I think her and Tiffany Moon are going to have some issues down the road. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's the only one who we didn't really check in with at home. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, I don't even want to know. I don't necessarily want to go to her home. Remember her home life? Yeah, I mean... I did not love Carrie her first season. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they just kind of kept her because, like, we might as well. Like, we already lost Leanne. Like, I guess just, we'll keep her. That season was just a bad season. Yeah. Um, okay. It, it, the show really seems to be, like, centering... Stephanie as like the voice of reason and the narrator to some degree. Mm-hmm. She's like, the one who introduced us to the COVID protocols that this particular franchise is taking. Yeah. Now, like while I don't even like, I'm glad it's at least being acknowledged. I didn't love the way she acknowledged it with her being like, well, like save the tweets to yourself. Like, like I think it's still something that we can observe and like comment on. It's a very Whoopi Goldberg attitude. Yeah. But I I do appreciate it at least being acknowledged. Yeah. And by Whoopi Goldberg attitude, I mean Whoopi constantly says that on The View. It's like, hold your emails, hold your calls, hold your tweets. Yeah. Not that Whoopi isn't taking COVID seriously. That's not oh, yeah. I mean, she's like in her house all day. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, isn't she like filming a show? Isn't she on a, a television program right now? I think it already filmed. It was the... Show that she got her white hair for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, may, okay. It filmed. I don't. I don't know anything. Um, but yeah, 
it does it, it like it doesn't absol- like it doesn't absolve the fact that we're probably do- doing some dangerous things here but like as a viewer i liked acknowledging the existence rather than just like pretending it doesn't exist i don't know right right so we get a big scene where all the kids go to brandy's house and they're on a weird slip and slide that why did they set that up inside the house i don't know it, like it didn't even look like that piece of I, I don't even know if i should call it furniture or whatever it was like was meant for that it looked like an air mat a giant air mattress but like like two like stuck together yeah too stiff um and that's when we get like the brandy sympathy hour to begin yeah, we're setting up the Brandy Sympathy Hour so that later she can, like, have her, I guess, be absolved later in the episode or next episode. Is that what we're doing here? Uh, I don't think it's going to be, like, an absolution, though. Okay. Because, like, the way the conversation was going made it seem like T- Tiffany wasn't going to just, like, roll over. Right. Right? Um, but, like, it just shocked me that, like, we are filming this now six or seven months out of when the shit went down mm-hmm. and like Brandy still hasn't really figured it out. And the show doesn't really acknowledge the fact that she was combative and defensive about it when it first came out. Right. She tweeted back at a lot of people. Yeah. So there's that. Um, we, we meet have, like, Jen Davis briefly. Oh, your cousin. I I don't claim her unless <laughs> unless we learn down the road that she's okay. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Like, what? It's interesting that she's getting s- such little fanfare. I know. Like the fact that, like, think about other friends of, like Barbara Kay got little fanfare, but like she had her fans. Is there a Jen Davis fan out in this world? I'm not even talking about, like, fan reaction. I'm talking about, like, fanfare in the show. Like, she just kind of, like, shows up and, like, we're not really even introduced to her. Like, other than, Mm -hmm. like, she went to high school with Court. And then she's just, like, present. It's like, why is this woman at this party with these (laughs) other women? Yeah. Um, And then we get to that party. At, whose was it? Stephanie's house? It was at Stephanie's house, but at times Carrie was acting like it was her house. It felt like. Oh, yeah. Like going into closets with Brandy and stuff. And just like having people like come to the table and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that like Brandy, when they had the whole conversation about like what Brandy went through, quote unquote, and then like Brandy kind of like goes off and is crying and then Tiffany gets up and she's like, I need to compose myself. And like people were chasing after Brandy, but no mm-hmm. one was really like looking to console Tiffany. I thought that was interesting. It's, it's so typical from these women from Dallas. Yeah. The one other thing before we get to their interaction is I did appreciate like on television, Dr. Tiffany moon, like talking about COVID as a doctor yeah, that was helpful. But just like being like, I like if if someone 
try to tell me how like COVID is not real or it's a hoax or it's just the mm-hmm. flu. Like that would not be someone I would be friends with. I know. It just feels like they're making Tiffany moon do a lot of work in her first ever housewives episode. <laughs> she is doing so much work in this one episode. Is she on watch what happens live tomorrow? Does she get to be on her first night? Um, I don't think so. I don't that think sucks. I- Cause she deserves yeah, if, if like if she's gonna have to put in all this work, like roll out the red carpet for her and watch what happens live. The the virtual red carpet. Ooh, you know who she should be on with? Star oh. Jones, Tiffany Moon and Star Jones. Wow. <gasps> or Sunny Hostin. Sunny, wow, <laughs> You're, that's really <laughs> sick. I know. Um. Okay. The the confrontation between Brandy and. Tiffany, like the way that Tiffany was able to like show, like, I think like Brandy still comes from the mindset of like, if this upset you, Mm -hmm. like blah, blah, blah. And like Tiffany's responding to it by like, let me tell you why this upset me. Yeah. Let me bring you out of your little privileged life and tell you exactly why this comment that, was obviously not the first time you made a comment like this in yeah. maybe in public. It was the first time, but like, let me tell you why this hurts me. I think that was a very smart way to come at it. Yeah. Um, I was like, when she was like talking about like, like growing up with her parent, like her parents and then like they go to America and then she's with the grandparents for three years and she flies mm-hmm. to America at six by herself to like essentially meet her parents. I was like right. about to start crying. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I, like, the produced, like, the production should be, like, bowing down to this woman to, like, agree to partake in the circus. Honestly, yeah, and they should be going to all her actual friends and trying to, like, revamp this cast around her. Yeah, build the show around Tiffany, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm, like, curious to see where this goes. I know, especially like, are they going on a trip this year? Mexico? I, I think they do. <laughs> I remember like it happening and us being like, how is this happening right now? Right. The one other thing of like, how is this happening right now is like, I didn't quite, <laughs> I couldn't, I could not quite believe my eyes when Dr. Tiffany Moon was like arriving at uh, lunch with the the elderly woman, Mama D with Dr. Tiffany Moon coming straight from work. Right. I think she like made sure to say like she went and showered and all that stuff. <laughs> I know. It's just like, let's keep Mama D away from. <laughs> well, everyone. hopefully Mama D is doing okay now that Deandra's out of the ICU. I know. I know. It's, it's wild stuff out there. Um, but yeah, those are all our shows. Why don't we get to our Freak of the Week and The One True Queen, which I kind of like when it's a, a combo story. It's a one story with two players. Two players. Why don't I pull that up? Um, this, our Freak this week is Bethany Frankel and our queen mm-hmm. is Carol Radzeville. And let us explain why. So this There's one- an there's a new saga in the Bethany or Carol story, a new but, angle, but it sheds like a whole new light on it, which like is a light that 
feels like it was there the whole time and we just like didn't see it. You know what I mean? It's a light that I think because of the way Bethany is and the way she talks, she didn't let Carol get get her point across when she was on the show still, if that makes yeah. sense. So this kind of like, I think it came from Reddit and then was passed around on Instagram and made its way to Twitter, which is how Carol found it. That's, so That's how everything goes. <laughs> yeah. So this was what was posted on Reddit. The real issue was Cassandra Gray. Bethany had been angling for a solo production deal since she returned to Bravo. Bravo wasn't interested because Bethany can't carry a show by herself. However, however, spring and summer of 2017, Bethany finally got to go ahead, got the go ahead from Bravo to film Bethany and Frederick. It became apparent fairly early into the production that Bethany and Frederick weren't getting along. Bethany had pissed Frederick off so royally he said he'd never work with her ever again. The husband of Carol's friend, Cassandra, died in May of 2017. He was the CEO of Paramount. Carol spent much of the summer staying with Cassandra. Bethany kept pushing Carol to get an invitation to hang out with Carol, Cassandra, and Brad's friends and contacts who could help Bethany get a production deal. Bethany was getting especially desperate as the Bethany and Frankel production was falling apart. Carol wouldn't because she thought it was inappropriate. This caused Bethany to flip, and Carol didn't quite realize that going awry until filming began. Carol even put Bethany in touch with the groups and people Bethany would be working with on her charity. Those are Carol's contacts that we see Bethany with on the show. Carol was blindsided. Bethany's changed attitude to Carol had nothing to do with Tinsley, Adam, or even charity work. It had everything to do with Carol not doing everything Bethany thought Carol should be doing to help Bethany become more famous. So someone tagged Carol on this story on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Carol quote tweets it and tweets, Wow, and to think I appeared on the Frederick show. Producers begged me to do that scene in the eyeglass store. Damn, had I known it all. Ugh. Ugh. Um, so Cassandra Gray, if you follow Carol, has been on her social for a while. They were doing a lot of lives together at one point. Okay. Cassandra Gray also, after her husband died, went on to date Samantha Ronson. I'm Uh-oh. not sure if they're still dating, but that's why Carol was around Samantha Ronson for a period of time. Wow, wow, wow. Um, but this story to me, to me, who's Always been team friendship, but leaned team Carol. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lean team Carol much heavier, I would say. Um, this story to me tracks. Yeah. Rings true. Rings true. Yeah. Wow. Well, what a way for us to ring in the new year. <laughs> wow. Ring, ring. Wow. Um, as we mentioned, top of show, head to come through queen.com, fill out the listener survey. Rate us five stars, join the Patreon, get the pre-show, get our bonus episodes, tell us what you would like to hear from our Patreon, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Like, comment, subscribe, our show, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.